1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers are being tipped to win the title and rival Steven Gerrard's Istanbul success by one of his former teammates. Celtic fans face an anxious wait to find out if Lazio's stadium will be closed for the upcoming Europa League fixture. And Robert Snodgrass retires from international football. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Fraser Wishart. <laughs> Good evening, Gordon. Good to be here. I am Roger Hanna for the night, obviously. Far better looking than a bit slimmer But uh, looking forward to the games at the weekend I think we're all beginning to put the, the Scotland stuff behind us um, the, the terrible result against Russia etc And now we begin to look at this title race Of course the last time Celtic played They lost the lead And they've got the chance to take it on Saturday And put a bit of pressure on Rangers when they're at Tynecastle So plenty to play for this weekend Gordon Yes after international games Gordon Looking forward to domestic football now uh, The build up this week And uh, two very important games Celtic as we all know, come in for a little bit of criticism. Only picked one point out of the last six. Lost uh, the league, uh, the the lead at the top of the league. Sorry, um, and it's up to Rangers now to keep that going. And Celtic have got first chance on Saturday against Ross County at Celtic Park, which you would expect them to win. And then it's over to Rangers at Tynecastle on Sunday. It's very easy to say you're fed up with international football and you want to move on, but do something about it then. Give us a call, 0141-951-1025. What are you expecting when the domestic stuff returns this week? Anything that's on your mind, perhaps players that should come back into the fold, you want to see your team do something uh, better, areas for improvement, the, the run of fixtures between now and Christmas, because this is really it, Fraser. When you look at the... The season starts and you're just sort of finding your feet and you get the first international break and yeah. a couple more. Then another international break comes along. But between now and Christmas, the fixture list, particularly for Celtic and Rangers, because they're playing in Europa League and Betfred Cup semis, possibly finals, it's incredible. What is it, 18 fixtures, I think, between now and the end of the year? It's a big problem worldwide is the number of games that players are playing and cramming them into to small periods of time. And you, you know the stats of... Over the last couple of years, like Kieran Tierney played and uh, and uh, Cal McGregor more recently, it's and it's a big problem. But for supporters, it's brilliant. I mean, you get some huge games coming up involving Scottish teams, and hopefully both can get through the Europa League. And as you said, semi-finals and a final, the first trophy of the season will be will be decided. Can Celtic keep going for the quadruple treble, or was that be taken away from them? So yeah, plenty to play for and. Couple of international games as well thrown in, so exciting times over the next yeah, two three let, months. Let's not feel sorry for them, Gordon. That's their job. They've got to go out there and play football. Yes, yeah, a lot of football, but that's why Celtic Rangers have got massive squads. They've got players for each position, two players for each position, some probably more. Uh, so plenty to choose from. Uh, so I think as a player, and Fraser obviously was not bad in his day um, <laughs> when he was at Clyde Bank. It's a long um, time ago. Yeah. I, as a player, you, you love playing rather yeah. than training. So as long as you can keep the injuries away from you, then you just love getting out in that pitch and playing football. Right, come on then. Return of the domestic football this weekend. Give us your thoughts. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. How are you feeling about the picture at the top? Celtic fans, any concern at all about the the away form, or is it far too early for stuff like that? And Rangers fans at leading from the front. How do you think the players will handle that when the league returns? Oh one four one nine five one. 
1025 uh, Stephen Gerrard's been getting a bit of backup from a former teammate uh, I don't know if any of your former teammates would, would back you up Gordon probably <laughs> not but, um, uh, but Jamie Carragher has been speaking to us he thinks uh, Stephen Gerrard winning the league this season with Rangers would be right up there with the famous Champions League win in Istanbul he thinks they will pip Celtic to the title because he says he's been watching and he can see something bubbling at Ibrox I think it would be maybe a, a close second or certainly in there or about because once it's his first thing he, he, he does as a manager if he pulls it off so you know that, that's, that's a massive thing and also stopping Celtic as you say the run that they're on it's not a title that's expected really in some ways I think there's no doubt Celtic have the big advantage probably have the edge in the squad financially also you know that's a you know, belief that they, they win the league every year also so I think there are a lot of advantages for Celtic that Rangers don't have but I uh, I, I think they will do it this year I, I think uh, there's something I saw in the European games last year we had the crowd and the atmosphere in some of the old fan games here definitely the, the one round about New Year uh, last year I think oh, there's something bubbling here at Rangers with the, you know, I know myself from Liverpool when you, you know the, the managers got the crowd and the, the fans and the players it all feel as one and together and it's, uh, it feels like that at Rangers now when I watch them we know it's extremely early And even if you wanted to I wouldn't let you change your prediction Gordon But I just wonder if anything In the last couple of weeks Seeing Rangers take the lead So early in the season um, and, and Celtic maybe struggling on the road A bit more than people expected them to Anything caused you to To, to revisit your your, pre-ma- your pre-season predictions Wait, About Celtic winning the league me, I, I'm still going for Celtic Gordon um, It will be very very tight Not surprised Jamie Carricker Sticking up for his old teammate Of course he is uh, what a comeback that was for Liverpool, three uh, 0 down, and I think it will be a fantastic achievement for a uh, uh, Steven Gerrard and Rangers to go and win the league this year and stop Celtic, and obviously get his first league title under his belt as a manager. But there's a lot of football, as you said, even up until the turn of the year, Gordon, and then the transfer window opens again. So I think we'll run for a real exciting season. I tip Celtic as well, and still think they'll just have the edge. But uh, I think every one of us. The tip Celtic said it would be very close and uh, much closer this year. And Ross Wilson coming in, you know, with his contacts down south and his experience of working in that environment. Will he have money to spend in January? Will he be able to bring in players? What will Celtic do? So there's going to be a lot of chopping and changing, but I think one thing's clear Rangers aren't going away. It's going to be a very, very tight race, and Celtic are going to have to be at their and absolute best ch- to, to win the league. If I was sorry, Fraser, if I was changing my mind, let me say, I would well, you can't, for, though. I would go for Motherwell. You can't, I'm afraid. Because <laughs> we're on fire. <laughs> you can't. Uh, 01419511025, this is the perfect time for you to get in touch. As Gordon says, yes, Jamie Carragher, Stephen Gerrard, they've got a close relationship. You would expect them to back his mate. Up, but do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, where would it rank? We're clearly getting very much ahead of ourselves in, in terms of the fact that it's only mid October. But, but where would it rank, Rangers fans uh, and Celtic fans? I take it you're um, you're laughing at all this stuff because you think um, it's too early to be bothering. <laughs> Why not let us know? 01419511025. The pair did play together for 15 years. Carragher thinks Stephen Gerrard uh, has all the right attributes to be a successful manager and has been impressed. In particular, by Rangers' European run. That personality and character he's got, we've always known as, as a player. Really, you know, he can't go and kick someone from the from the bench, but you can imagine the message he's giving them, the way he's uh, delivering those messages to the players on a daily basis. Will uh, he'll be putting a bit of himself into those players, and that's what the great managers do. You see that with the, as I said, the atmosphere, the amount of goals they've scored this year. Every time, I, um, you know, listen, I don't watch every game, but you, you know, you, you look for the results of four or five nil. You know, you just know something is happening here. I see the European games, and 
I know myself. I mean, European games are always a better atmosphere than, than normally, you know, Saturday three o'clock games, uh, really. But when, when you see some of the celebrations, because I now follow Rangers on Twitter, so I see all the videos <laughs> and different things, and him celebrating at the at the end when you've got a big result. So it's uh, it's big for him to get in, obviously, into the you know the group stage. That gives them a few quid. I think that probably meant Rangers could go and sign Ryan Kent just before the. Their window closed and just fingers crossed now that he can maybe uh, venture a little bit f- further forward what's, what's the main the main aims the main considerations for, for both sides when they come back Gordon maybe Celtics is a bit more obvious so theirs would be do something about the away performances recently yeah. obviously the last couple um, have been not what Neil Lennon would have wanted dropping points um, as for Rangers what what did they need to do to keep that that level of consistency Well listen to Stephen Gerrard In the last few weeks uh, Especially Just going into the break He was talking about targets They won to 12 points out of the, the four games And they achieved that So I think you'll be looking at that For November You'll be looking Saying right There's the fixtures There's what we're really looking to gather here Points wise And obviously you're going into A busy December as well So I would love to know Okay Rangers fans will tell you Want to win every game Manager want to win every game but sometimes that's not possible because there's a lot of hard fixtures out there. I think Celtic's main concern, I think they'll go off to a good start after international break. They've got Ross County at home. No disrespect, I think that's a good one for them. I think they'll win that. And then they go to Aberdeen. That's where they've really got to stamp their authority if they're going to get back on track. They were poor against Tibbs. They lost against Livingston. They will beat Ross County. It's up to Pittori against an Aberdeen team who's not really banging form at this moment in time. So that's going to be a big couple of weeks coming up, Gordon, for both sides. You're looking at it from a Rangers perspective. They, a couple of weeks ago, they were three points behind and they were they were they couldn't afford to slip up, even a draw, dropping a couple of points. And Celtic winning all of a sudden, the gap was five. They want to keep up that pressure on on Celtic and and make make it so that Celtic can't slip up because uh, both of them, to me. Look as if there's a bigger gap this year between the two of them and the rest than there has been for quite some time. Um, Aberdeen haven't quite started yet. Hibs have been a bit inconsistent. Hearts near the bottom of the league as well. Places where you think they might drop points, the old firm they haven't. They haven't done, and they've been very strong and very powerful. And uh, for me, the gap is there. So there's not a lot of mistakes there that you can actually recover from this season. And uh, Celtic have had one. There's plenty of time for them to recover. But you can't afford two or three defeats like that because then you're in big trouble. I think I think Celtic have had two phrases. I, d- I didn't expect them to go to Easter Road and only get one point. I think that Hibs were poor and they're poor just now, uh, as their league position shows. And then they go to Livingston. Yeah, Livingston's just one of those games that if you get in there and you get three points, you go out. You don't matter how you play. You just go, that's a game over. We've got three points. All credit to Livingston. I thought they were brilliant on the day. I think that Aberdeen... And you know you look at Aberdeen just now They, they aren't this, the same side Of years gone by They're there for a beating You're going to Petordry But you know the atmosphere up there You know the pitch You know what like it is We've played there before Difficult grounds to go to I think that'll be the big test for Celtic Okay 01419511025 in the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB If you want to get in touch I know many of you prefer to tweet rather than phone So that's absolutely fine Uh, Let's take an early check in on Twitter Just to see if there's anything um, Anything doing Um, No, not really To be honest Uh, Tony says Far too early for any concern We do need to be more ruthless though Play more to Eddie's strengths To get the best out of him Because when he's not on it uh, He's the best player in the country by a distance 
Um, Fitzy's no impressed More guff from another of Stephen Gerrard's old teammates Being wheeled <laughs> out to make headlines Listen You don't, you don't have to agree That's alright That's kind of What we're here for Jeff is first up on the phone Hi Jeff. Hi How are you Gordon? Good thanks What's on your mind uh, I, First of all I want to give you a wee challenge Okay Right um, Beat the pundit um, I quite enjoy listening to it And I enjoy you slagging off your pundits uh-huh. I'd like to give you a wee challenge I will give £20 to children in need if you go on, be the pundit, be one of the pundits. Oh, me me Gordon, personally? Gordon. Oh, it doesn't matter. To, uh, um, um, if you can be one of the pundits closer to children in need, I will donate £20 to children in need. Okay. Uh, right? Yeah. That's right. right. Jeff, I, I, give them something a wee bit easier. I mean, it's a bit easy, to be honest. Roger Hanna, he'd be a, be a hey. tough nut to crack, but the rest... <laughs> Anyway, what about your, any football points for us tonight? I'm sure we can revisit this challenge uh, at some I was stage. A wee bit concerned about last night, the England game. Um, you know, with all the carry on. Um, I'm a wee bit concerned now with Rangers and Celtic. You know, all the fines that they're getting. Uh, I fear the worst that now that UEFA have done this um, three, three um, hits and you're going to be out. Um, don't you think it's about time that Rangers and Celtic now took some responsibility for the fans because sooner rather than later um, we're going to end up probably getting fined very, very heavily and knocked out of Europe? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's two separate issues but they are intertwined, Fraser, by the fact that it's UEFA that's in charge of, in charge of them. So I did yeah. wonder if um, if people would have Bulgaria against England on their mind What do you make of Jeff's overall point? I think, I think The point he was making there About Rangers and Celtic And coming up in Europe When they've both been In a bit of bother recently Is, is a good point Because you can imagine UEFA at the moment You know Inside their offices They'll be saying We can't have this You know the, One of the big things Corporate responsibility Sponsors etc Don't want to be associated with this But it's also a fact that uh, There's a rise in racism There's a rise in racism Within football Across Europe Across the world And we need to try and tackle it Now that might mean That UEFA Come down harder On clubs Where the supporters misbehave And you know Rangers and Celtic In recent weeks Rangers have had their, their new campaign I can't remember what it's called Against all sorts of discrimination Sectarianism Celtic have made a strongly worded statement Against their, their supporters For yet again Being been challenged as well Rangers have had to part the ground closed So the clubs I think Are sending out strong messages It's up to supporters In, in this country to, to, to stop it I mean last night was Last night was as bad as I think you'll see In, in, a, in a football ground I can't remember anything quite like that When you had the extreme right organised in a football ground like that And I think they plan to come in Just cause mayhem and walk out um, But uh, for me, handled very, very well by the English team Handled superbly by Gareth Southgate Who just impresses you every time he talks about these things as well But we have to also look England have to, Scotland have to as well And make sure that our game is doing As much mm-hmm. as it possibly can To, to eradicate these people from, from the game What's the current advice to to players, I mean, with your PFA Scotland hat on, I, I don't know. Are they, are they? Would they be encouraged to walk off the pitch? Is it? What is there a right or wrong answer there? Because let's not pretend like this isn't an extremely complex issue for Absolutely. for everyone involved. Yeah, yeah well, it's a totally complex issue, and, and there's been there's been meetings. I've, I've been involved in, in meetings as well with with government ministers, the clubs I know have the SPFL, the SFA as well to try and work out what could be done here. And there's no silver bullet. People just talk about closing stands and closing grounds, and I know there's an argument to say that doesn't work. 
I think doing nothing doesn't work. I think as a game, you have to take responsibility as well for, for, for what's there. You know, um, I've heard people talking about positive actions, you know, so should there be sectarian singing, racist singing at a football ground in Scotland, then then let's take some positive action, positive messages. What can we take from from that in, in terms of trying to eradicate it? So there's no silver bullet because if, if people had it, incidents like last night wouldn't happen, but uh, it's a problem. And one of the, the things that struck me was the commentator actually talking about it, you know, and I think the fact that we're talking about it and it's made great headlines, I think it's embarrassing for the game of football, but years gone by we'd never spoken about it you know we'd swept under the carpet so that's a positive is that people are now trying to get together and trying to deal with it and, and, and trying to eradicate this this blight that's on, our, that's on our game at the moment what about in this country then let's make it more relevant to us because like you said that that was an extreme example last night we certainly well, I don't think we'll ever see scenes like that in, in our in our premiership probably. Um, you certainly wouldn't like to think so um, whether it be sectarianism or anything like that is there because you can see why people are making the connection. They're watching that last night and saying, "Okay, SPFL, why don't you do something similar?" Is well, it possible. I, well, I think the governing bodies are are coming round to, to the way of thinking that something has to be to be done in terms of a of a message, if nothing else. I mean, what a message that sent the protocol. People are saying to me, the players should have walked off the pitch. Um, but I, I think it's down to the players, and particularly those on the receipt of the racist abuse, to decide whether they want to stay and play on or not, and to decide they want to stay on or supported by their. By, by their teammates But I, I think it, it sends a message And I think in Scottish football We need to work out a system And it's not about You know Banning clubs Banning supporters Closing grounds Straight away It's not about deducting of points it's, it's We need to address it We need to find a way Of doing it I don't have the, the absolute answer But I think that people Around the table in football There's plenty of bright people Involved in Scottish football Including ourselves at the Union I think we think something has to be done in terms of a system that, that openly and publicly deals with this and condemns sectarian racist singing. I mean, Gordon, for all the credit that, that was given out last night, and rightly so, that game still didn't get abandoned. You know, and if mm. ever if ever there was a set of circumstances which you think would lead to abandonment, that does, still didn't happen does, last night. Does that night. not mean that they win, though? I think that was, a, that was a view taken by the English players, was that, sorry, Gordon, um, that if they walked off, then, then yeah. these guys have won. So, I, I, I so get, there's an argument on both sides. I agree that. with that, Fraser. That's where I am just now. I, I sat and watched the game last night, Gordon, and I thought at one point, this game ain't going any further. And I've read reports, I was listening to, obviously, Sky News today, and guys like Sterling, Wanted to play the game And the reason that I'm delighted They wanted to play the game Because You're right You've got a group This was organised apparently weeks ago And you've got a group of people Going in there To try and spoil everything This game could get abandoned You've got English people Supporters Good supporters Bulgarian good supporters as well Paying a lot of money To go and watch their country Support their football team and they're the ones that are getting punished with these idiots. Jeff, thank you for the call. It's 0141 951 1025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, any Celtic fans out there already booked to go to Rome? We'd love to hear from you because there's an anxious wait at the moment to find out if the stadium will be open or not. Lazio are on the brink of further disciplinary action by UEFA, but we know that 9,000 tickets have been allocated. We know many of you will have booked flights and accommodation. So if you have, and you're still waiting to find out what's happening, get in touch with us. Let us know uh, the latest. 01419511025 and we'll touch on that situation after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still looking to hear from any of you Celtic fans that have got a ticket, perhaps paid for your travel, your flights, your accommodation uh, to Rome, because it still remains to be seen whether the stadium will be closed or not. We were expecting news by now, uh, but UEFA. Um, are holding off a little bit it seems So if you're planning on heading over You've got any any fears, any anxieties about it Let us know 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, We'll look at that situation in, in just a second Once you get in touch uh, On Twitter though, Bruce Bolly is on He says, come on, it's been 1300 days I hope he's right on that Because that's brilliant yeah. counting if, if that's the case uh, 1300 days since a team other than Celtic Won any top flight silverware Let's see how Rangers fare in the League Cup Before we begin to suggest That they have turned a corner uh, While I go and count if it has been 1300 days um, <laughs> is, is that is that fair? Is this now a different type of pressure for Rangers? That, that sort of leading from the front if you like well, it's a pressure that they they've not really had. Yeah, I think it was a brief years. spell, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they had a brief, January. Yeah, yeah. But I've always said, Gordon, somewhere along the line this season, um, the Rangers managers got to get silverware. I really do believe that. Whether that be the league, which would be absolutely unbelievable for him and the Rangers fans and everybody concerned, Storm Celtic, or League Cup, which are in the semi final, you'd expect them to get to the final. Um, or even the Scottish Cup as we all, we all know but I think the Rangers manager is under a little bit of pressure this season to deliver and he's got to deliver a trophy that's only my opinion Rangers fans might come on and say no we're absolutely over the moon we can you know if we finish a close second or we get to a final that's good enough it's progress again because they didn't get to a final last season I just think with the sort of a, the amount of players that have come in um, the the amount of investment that's went into the team, I think he needs to deliver a trophy. I mean, Bruce, it was actually one thousand two hundred and forty-two days ago. Not that we split hairs on this program, but he's in the canteen. That was producer Andy. He must oh, be joking right. if you think I looked that up. Uh, but the, the general point, I guess, <laughs> you just it's, rounded it up, Fraser. That's all. Yeah, there are people out there who will count every day and would know every second and every minute. And the point he's making is right is it's down to Rangers. They've got to accept that challenge. Celtic have been so dominant, um, but uh, what I would say is that Rangers are far better this year than they were last year. Last year again, it was an improvement on the previous couple of seasons, which were pretty poor since they came back into the, to the, the Premiership. And uh, this year, they're a real challenge. And Stephen Gerrard's been backed with money. The board they've brought in a lot of players, and they have a strong squad. And uh, if you're going to win leagues, you need to have guys up front. Who are scoring goals And Morelos And Defoe Are doing that So And, and Defoe Almost seems Happy Not ha- He won't be happy It's maybe the wrong word But he's not Discontented at being Second choice almost You know When it comes to big games I think Morelos some, Will usually play But when he comes in He looks like a great professional Jermaine Defoe Loving his time at Rangers And he's scoring lots of goals as well So Yeah Listen It's going to be exciting Coming up Bruce is right though You know The gauntlet's been thrown down By Celtic Say come on Can you, can you do it And it's up to Rangers now To chase him Uh, 01419511025 Another call for you Celtic fans Who've already booked up to go to Rome Uh, We've had some tweets in Certainly Fraser uh, GR says I'm going to Rome I've already got my ticket for the game How can they sell tickets Then make a decision after it Celtic fans shouldn't be punished For Lazio's issues Now if if you don't know what we're on about Celtic fans still Face an anxious wait really To find out if Lazio will be hit With a full stadium closure For that upcoming Europa League match I think 9,000 tickets have been allocated Many fans of course will already have 
paid for travel and accommodation Fraser um, The Italian side are facing punishment though after uh, fascist salutes in the game against Wren We thought we'd have a decision on that by now um, But not quite So maybe in the, the coming hours or days Well hopefully that suggests That they're not going to close the ground completely And Celtic supporters will be allowed to get in It would be outrageous if, if, if they let it go so late And everybody's booked their flights And they booked their accommodation And they bought the tickets uh, uh, You're never, never surprised in football But in this case It would be wrong if they were to, to say to the Celtic supporters You can't go after spending all that money As lovely a city as it is Rome It's a brilliant place to go You want to go and watch Watch your football as well So I think it'd be ridiculous If you were to, to Close the ground completely I don't think they will That's my gut feeling Yeah I think the hope is for, on, From a Celtic perspective Would be that UEFA take that into account And that, that forms part well, of the decision It's got to be You can't punish people From from here From this part of the world For for, for wrongdoings by, by, by Lazio and Lazio supporters You know People spending their good money Their hard earned cash To get across there that, that would be Totally wrong Yeah and especially after they've sold the tickets You know so if you're buying a ticket You're hoping that it's going to be on And as Fraser rightly said there Gordon It's not just the tickets It's the, the travelling It's the hotels It's everything And a lot of people spend a lot of money So I'm with Fraser on this one I do think it will be okay for the Celtic fans I hope it certainly will be Because they don't deserve to be punished for Lazio's problems mm. uh, On the phones John and Cope Bridges on John I don't suppose you're going to Rome Or know anyone who is I know, I know a couple of young boys that are going to Rome and my nephew was supposed to go in but he's not going now and actually I'm quite glad because I, I don't that's one uh, club that I'm really really bad for racism and fascism not, I mean that so, so it is uh, I'm glad he's not going but I know a few boys that are going so I just hope as Fraser said and Gordon that it's not shut down because the fans have bought tickets not, I mean don't want them out of pocket Yeah because you have it. to plan these things early John don't you? That's it aye I mean. Uh, what was the original point? I know I just sort of threw that on you I was just wondering if you were As I say Watching that game last night Guys It was absolutely shocking And as I said, and I said to Gordon off earlier Celtic and Rangers have been fined For political banners etc But it's time I mean Don't be wrong England have not, we're, not, we're not Maybe as bad with the racism up here right But, but The fact is uh, England have got a cheek as well As if it's all Bulgaria's fault Which last night was shocking Right And give the players are due I mean, but it's, it's time uh, UEFA, uh, Fraser, you know better than all of us, probably because you're on the SFA thing and that. But I think it's, it's terrible. Something's got to be done to, to stamp this out once and for all. And it's not just. Because I remember, uh, Fraser, if you remember, something it stuck in my mind about 12, about, I think it was 2012, Nicholas Bentner, I think it was something to do with. It, he, he took down his shorts and it was something to do with a, a sponsor and he got fined some like 100 yeah. grand like, yeah. these people these people are getting are getting away with murder not, I mean it's absolutely shocking yeah. I mean so just, I think it's time I mean I, I think as well Celtic and Rangers get the brunt of a lot of things I'm not saying the two teams are, are, are no innocent but it's, it seems to be the smaller nations are getting punished more than the bigger nations and now I think it's time something really done to this day mm. there's no place in society not even not the long football for this racism not, I mean what happened last night was shocking know what I mean no, you're, you're absolutely spot on, John. And, and I think take, taking your, your, your comments, uh, your, your, your various points, I think to be fair to, to Gareth Southgate and um, kind of the guy, Mr. Clark, can't remember his first name, that's the mm-hmm. head of the FA in, in England, they've both actually said, you know, they've got, got a problem in their own country. I mean, it's, it's sad when Gareth Southgate says, when he's asked about how are the players holding up, and he says ah, they're, they're hardened to it because they get it week in, week out back home. Strong, strong statement from from Southgate as well, and the FA have, have also said that. And we, we've got to look at Scotland as well, and we've got we've got maybe different, slightly different issues, but we've got issues as well around our game. But uh, it's a big one for UEFA, you know. It's a big one. What do you do? Do you kick the country out? So you you punish everybody 
or do you do you close the ground or, or what do you do? So it's a big, big, uh, I think a big case for uh, and a big test for, for UEFA. Does it feel like a, a bit of a watershed moment, Fraser? Because the strength of feeling, I mean, for, take this show for example. When do we ever talk about the England national team? Very, very rarely. And I mean, we didn't. We didn't bring this up at the start of the show, but John's phoned in and Jeff phoned in before because people feel strongly about it. They felt so strongly about watching it and and the impact that that had as a viewer. It made your stomach flip. It was it was awful to it watch. It was horrible. And I can't think back to anything like that that's made me feel that way. When you've got people, it's orchestrated. You know, people going in there standing brazenly. You know, that the they've no respect. They're coming into a football ground, and a football ground's like somebody somebody's house. Somebody's you know, it's, it's, you, you behave accordingly. You know, if you don't want to behave in a football ground, then you don't go. But these people were watching up with with no respect on the t-shirts. They were given the fascist salutes. It was chilling. It, it was a real a step beyond anything I've really seen for a long time in, in, in football, and that's a real problem because basically all the chat beforehand was from Southgate and, and the rest of them mm-hmm. talking about the possibilities of it happening. These people have just turned up. To, I think they knew exactly what they were doing. They're going in there to to just create mayhem to make a point to say, "Is that right?" To everybody that's watching here, yeah, we are going to be racist and we're going to, and we're going to give the fascist look and then we're going to walk out. What are you going to do about mm. it? And that's a tough one for football to deal with because we can't deal with it in society. Uh, John, what about your own team? You're a, you're a Celtic fan, obviously. What are you hoping for? What are you expecting when the domestic football returns this weekend? Oh, well, I just I think we've got, well, obviously, as Gordon t- touched on there, we should take care of Ross County, but obviously, we've got a hard game against Aberdeen. It's just time to step up again. As I say, I was I was over in Santa Pons, it was, me and the wife last, last week, with the, it was a birthday on a Sunday, it wasn't a very good way to see a birthday where we lost the living scene, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't too pleased. Ah, the sunshine <laughs> and the beer made up for it, John. <laughs> but it was, uh, aye, but I think, as it's, it's Blake's touched on there, I mean, I'm, I'm still quite confident we'll win the league, but uh, I think it's just giant transfer window, will touch on a lot of things as well, but, uh, it's, it's going to be closer this year, you know what I mean? But as I say, I'm still confident we'll do the nine then. I think, I think this will be the hard one. If we do the nine, I think the ten will come, no problem. I know it's only the, the, the two games, so you're, we don't have a great deal to base it on, but that, that, that's where we're at, John. What has to change away from home? What, what needs to be specifically, what needs to be better? I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, don't be wrong, I've always said, I'm not, I wasn't a new Lennon fan, right? But I think he's done great now, right? And I'm, I'm fully behind him. But I, I think the problem with me, man, I can't. Sinclair, I think Sinclair's flushing it up now and he's seen to come back onto forum and obviously Rogic is back capping at the door, you know what I mean? So I think he's still brought the subs on early. I think if things are not working right, he's got to, to me he's got to at the 60 minute mark or so, you know what I mean? Just to try and unlock defences that's going to play like that, you know what I mean? But okay, credit to Livingston, you know what I mean? They, they've, done his, they've done a job on us, you know what I mean? Yeah, the only, so, thing, the only thing I'll say about that, John, I, I, I wouldn't give uh, Neil Lennon a blame for the substitutes against Livingston. They went down to 10 men even in into half time, I was watching the game in here. I still was thinking to myself, Celtic will probably with the ten men go and win this because they've got quality players. Uh, my big concern, and Neil Lennon used his three substitutes, and they offered really nothing. And it's not just down to the substitutes. I thought Celtic were poor in the day. Uh, the big thing away from home is against Livingston. You know the Livingston are going to give you a battle, and you've got to be prepared to win that battle first and foremost before your ability can, can come out and show you're a mm. better footballer. And I think that's where Celtic lost out against Livingston. I think Livingston won the battle first and then went on to win the game. Thanks to John on the line. It's 0141-951-1025 to join in. We'd love to have you. We're also on Twitter, and I love this uh, tweet from Chris, who's on. Uh, Chris Moran says, Hi Gordon, 
Can you tell Fraser I hope him and the wife Got home okay After their pub crawl On Saturday P.S. This is the bit you'll like uh, Tell him I apologise For thinking he was Gordon DL I'd had a few <laughs> too many Chris <laughs> and Paul I didn't want I didn't want to tell that I must been, You must have felt Absolutely brilliant Honestly I just went home Looked in the mirror And went to my bed I was oh. so <laughs> gutted I know my nose is big But it's not as big as yours Your wife must have thought She'd won the lottery <laughs> Oh, it's funny you should say that I did. I don't, don't say said, any Fraser you Don't said, say Fraser. Your, your big brother Gordon Gale <laughs> <laughs> There's a lesson to be learned here Chris And it's please drink responsibly oh, I think that's all we geez. can offer you right? Fair, fair play Chris you've, you've come clean You've come clean uh, So you had a nice evening anyway Despite Yeah well it was Despite kinda, the it was comparison a, a bit of brunch And a liquid lunch And then home early So oh. Uh, can't can't last you on 7 o'clock these days uh, He's for that I've met him a few times yeah. Out and about him He's a good lady Chris was in good form Him and his pals They'd been out a bit longer than us I Right think. okay <laughs> I can tell Right okay 01419511025 Perfect time to get your calls in We're going to get some travel with Amber And then we'll speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart are here I just don't know which one's which After the, the revelation before the break We had a tweet in uh, Apparently they were mixed up for each other at the weekend And by the way, if you think Gordon DL's got over it He hasn't That break was... He's he's besides himself That's ridiculous That is ridiculous I know You're not... I'm, I'm not a downer but You're both saying that though He's, he's ruined no, He's loved it, it He's absolutely loved it, it ruined my night I, I, bet, I bet he played on that I bet he was sitting there going Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Dazzler Honestly, I just started saying Let me tell you the time I scored for Man City Reserves On the lines Twitter is at Clyde SSB We're, we're in transition mode aren't we Between international football and club football But Mick has got some suggestions uh, for Celtic when, when things come back around He says a severe lack of creating chances for Celtic is causing problems away from home over the last year or so. He thinks this is a longer term thing, Gordon. He mm. says a change of tactics for away games is needed, uh, not getting the ball forward quickly enough. Uh, but I thought that was that's, thought, that's what Neil Lennon's been praised for, is it not? Is getting the ball forward quicker, yeah. but maybe not away, I don't know. Yeah, um, under Brendan Rodgers, everything was the slow build up, make sure he kept possession. Doesn't matter if he kept the ball at the back. I think Neil Lennon has changed that. He does get the ball forward. I, I, I couldn't say, honestly, he could go back to a year because they've won every trophy going about, so they're obviously doing something right. I think over the last two games, um, yeah, as a concern, when Celtic only pick up one point and you're away to Hibs, who are very, very poor, Livingston, we know, we're always going to be a hard game on that surface and against a well-organised Livingston side, you've got to say, who battle for everything. Um, and the next one is Pitori. As much as I don't think Aberdeen are any great shakes at this moment in time, I always think Pitori, no matter Celtic or Rangers go there, full house, some atmosphere, difficult, difficult place to go and pick up three points. And that's where I think that Celtic will really need to uh, kick back into gear for me, Gordon. I thought one of the problems against Livingston, Gordon, was, was they did get caught up in playing a ball back to front, you know, a bit too much. You know, because let's say we Livingston like it, Livingston will close you down, their energy's fantastic, that as you say, they're organised, their tactics are brilliant. And Celtic just kinda of get caught up in that. And I, and I think they if they do that away from home, in particular against teams who are going to close them down and going to deny them space, they've got to move the ball quicker. I'm not sure we're going back to front. I know they've got Edward who's improving 
with every game and every month and scored another couple of goals for the French under-21s. But if you do that, then sometimes teams want you to do that because Celtic have better footballers and they should be playing through mm-hmm. their footballers. Rogic is going to come back in or in charm into that, into that midfield area, so there's a challenge for the, those two players to, to go and create the chances that, that Mick was talking about. Uh, and just while we're on Twitter, I'll just open this up as a bit of a Twitter Q&A because we, we like a bit yeah. of flexibility. Uh, Jai is on. Rangers fan He says Does anyone on the panel Think Tavernier Needs more competition For his position Obviously his goal Contribution is great I just think He's complacent Knowing there isn't Anyone to take his position Frustrating watching him Sometimes Do you know A lot of Rangers supporters You hear Gordon Have Got it in for Tavernier A little bit And I've got to say If I was picking The Rangers side It would be in my team Every week I think he offers So much going forward Yes, we keep saying it, we'll repeat it His biggest strength is not his defending And, you know, he's he's given away a couple of goals at times But that's what happens But I think for what he gives to you um, As a player going forward, delivery, everything about him Free kicks, penalty kicks, we know he's missed one or two But he usually sticks them away I think he's a very important player to Rangers And I don't think he's the kind of player that it takes it for granted that he's going to be, because he's a captain, he's going to be playing week in, week out. I think he genuinely goes out there and gives everything he's got. And as I say, his strengths are definitely going forward. His weaknesses, yeah, defending. But there's a lot of fullbacks like that nowadays in the modern day game. We wouldn't be talking about it if he hadn't made those two mistakes in, in Switzerland. You know, and, and you know, apart from that, I think he's getting better and has got better as a defender. It's, got to say, it's not his strongest point. Most fullbacks nowadays, you know, their strengths are going forward, and I think he has got better. When he first came up from the championship, he was caught a lot with balls up the inside of him and, and behind him. But he's learned, and he's got better. And, and I agree with Gordon. I think he brings far more to the team than than, than he would if than, sorry than, than leaving him out. I would have him a team all day. And would you believe regarding Celtic, Stephen actually agrees with you on Twitter, Fraser. He actually says, I think the opposite. Yeah. We're rushing the ball forward against opposition, playing a low block, gifting possession. The number of hopeless long balls against Livy was ridiculous. Yeah, says Stevie. Yes. Move it quicker. Move so the ball go. quicker. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Though Kieran is in Rutherglen. Hi, Kieran. Hi, panel. How you doing? Not bad, Hi, Kieran. Kieran. What's your I point? I just want today? to make up. A- I just want to make a point about um, Scotland and their ticket pricing. Mm-hmm. I made a point a few weeks ago um, about the Russia game. Um, Gordon Dale backed me up saying that he was an advocate for it and not a big fan of how they overcharge fans, but I think they're taking the... Well, I don't want to say any strong language, but I think they're taking the mic now. Um, they've just went overboard time and time again, charging fans, and um, I, I honestly think it's time for a mass call to SFA. I think there, there needs to be some real strong change because... Charging fans £27 for a ticket to go and see San Marino and the dogged rain is just, I mean, I mean it's its beyond belief. It costs £20 to go and see France, Turkey the other night. It costs about the same to go and see Poland. It costs the same to go and see Portugal. These teams are at the top of the European spectrum, all playing good football with some top-class players. And Scotland have got a very good team, but unfortunately are struggling just now to find confidence and form. And I think they would find great confidence if they had 50,000 people at Hamden. You know, the Russia game a few weeks ago, not only were, um, a, you know, Scot- Scotland in a, in a big game, but, like, the fans weren't behind them because there wasn't enough yeah. in the stadium. I, I suppose there's probably a balancing act, Kieran, because everything comes down to how well the, the, the team's doing. For instance, how how cheap would the tickets need to be to fill Hamden on Sunday, do you think? Because I, I don't know if you could fill Hamden on Sunday. 
I'll be honest with you, I think because of the way the SFA have treated the fans with their ticket pricing, I think they should give the, fan, the, the tickets away for nothing. And I, I'm not even kidding, I know I know it might not seem acceptable to the SFA, it might not seem acceptable to some people, but I mean, they should give the tickets away for nothing. Well, I think a lot were on Sunday, Fraser, um, because walking up to the game, there seemed to be a lot of young you know, yeah. youth groups and football teams and whatever, and, and it ended up being 20,000 despite the... Predictions, shall we say yeah. That it was going to be 10,000 And it was going to be less than 10 It ended up 20,000 Let's be honest Every single game in this country Seems overpriced yeah. to most of us I think we can totally agree with Kieran That there's maybe a bit more to it though I think the, the San Marino ticket prices for instance That was locked in at, at the start of the campaign the So there's problem. not the So if you, if you think that's too much to begin with Fine Because I wouldn't necessarily disagree mm-hmm. But But the idea that you can adapt and be flexible And you know, mentioning the rain and so on is unfortunate as, as you you can't reduce it on the day. It is a problem, and I think Ian's right in terms of it's too expensive for that one game. But you're spot on. Going, I'm going to say the same thing that the, the price are locked in, as is the venue right from the start as well. And uh, we've got people who buy season tickets to watch Scotland, so you can buy five home tickets for every single home game. So they're paying for that price. It's a bit like club teams having a season ticket and then halfway through the season reducing the prices by half. You, you, people who've paid for the season ticket up front will be saying, oh, wait a minute here. So I've paid up front and I'm paying £25 a game and you've now reduced it to 15 that, That's not right. And I, and I think that's the problem the SFA faced was Hamden was locked in because it could have gone somewhere else and as as was as was the price. But I do think, going back to the start, it was too expensive and we need to look at pricing. The, the, the problem is the SFA need money to run the game. They need money to put in the grassroots, to give to clubs, to do up Hamden. And we need to qualify for a big championships. So that gives us 10, 12, however many million million quid. And every time we don't get that, then they're having to, they're having to raise money from, from, from the national team games. So essentially, it's where a lot of the money comes from. Bit of a vicious circle, Gordon, because the team needs to be doing well in order for the fans to turn up. But Kieran is showing you the other side of it and saying that fans need to turn up in order for the, the team to do well. Yeah, I do agree with that as well. It's better playing in front of... You know, a good atmosphere, a big crowd. Um, it lifts you as a player. Uh, I do. I know what Fraser's saying about you know prices are locked in, but surely you've got to look at fixtures. This it doesn't matter if we'd won last few games. I don't think you're going to get forty, fifty thousand there paying twenty-seven no, okay. pound live on TV. You know, and all okay, we can't. We don't know if it's got to be raining or not, Gordon. We can't. We can't predict that really. Must have but, a bit of an impact. And by the way, I know this is a ridiculous uh, hypothetical, given how poorly <laughs> we've done. But I mean, could it have been the game where we where we nearly sealed qualification? You know, it is difficult to predict from the start. Say we had somehow managed to beat Russia at home and got got the point away. You know, that could have been the but would a, a real st- crucial match. Yeah, yeah, but would you still get? Do you think that then? No, you'd never fill, possibly Phil Hamden fill playing twenty seven. No, no, listen, that's like I, say, I think that's just. All, I, I know that. I think you can plan better. I don't even disagree. I'm just yeah, trying to. I know what you're saying. Analyze all I think, sides. I think you can plan better. I think you can look at the fixtures, and I think you can adjust to where everybody's getting a fair crack at the whip. I do think the SFA probably do try behind the scenes with try to get younger kids in and giving away free tickets a lot of clubs and, and, and oh, there were loads there on Sunday if you, if you go to the game it was yeah and hopefully hopefully they'll come back because I've seen Scotland score six goals but I think the SFA try that way I'm not just putting all the blame at their door but I just think they've got to sort of uh, balance it out right for the supporters final word to you on this Kieran I think these were making a point shortly ago about Celtic and Rangers and Falcon Stadiums and having big crowds and the effect that has on their football. 
you look at Celtic and Rangers in Europe when they've got 50,000, 60,000 respectively. At home, teams hate coming. Teams t- teams fear Celtic and Rangers. You know, when the crowd's behind them, they're making a lot of noise. And, and the added effect is that the players in Rangers and Celtic both get a huge lift and they want to. They, they ride off the back of that lift to then improve their game and fight hard to win the game. Scotland players come here and they've got 50,000 people rolling them on to a win. They're more likely to come with a bigger and better attitude for those players. Like, I'm not trying to single Andy out, but Scott McTominay is a fantastic talent. I've watched him several times on Man United and been blown away about how well he performs and, and how intelligent he is. And I'll be honest with you, when I watched him for Scotland, and this isn't just singling him out, but the whole Scotland team didn't play well against Russia. They were few and far between. But everyone kept talking before it about how impressive the Scotland midfield looking. I mean, how how hard it was for the manager to pick a team, blah, blah, blah. The midfield was rotten. Absolutely rotten in the Russia game. And that was our strongest part to our team. And players like Scott McTominay and John McGinn, who are lighting up the Premier League, you know, not just that, but like Callum McGregor, who's an outstanding talent for Celtic, these players look lost. Mm. And if they had 50,000 people behind them, rolling them on... That there would you would see a huge difference of that, I have no doubt. Okay, some fair points well made. Thank you to Kieran in Rutherglen. Let's push on with this because we're running a bit late. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Thanks again to Kieran for the call. It is time for Beat the Pundit, your chance to win a sign ball if you can get one over on Gordon DL or Fraser Wisher. Added bonus all this week, though, just for taking part, you can win yourself four tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz. Sold out, so this is the only way to get your hands on them. And a voucher, £100 in value for kilts for you as well. So if you've got an occasion coming up, Gordon DL, uh, any, any weddings coming up? Uh, there might be a Usually. surprise by right, Christmas okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to play tonight 01419511025 You have to do it quick Because the lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here We kicked off uh, by looking ahead really To the return of the SPFL this weekend The, the title race resumes once more uh, We've been getting a few calls in Some disappointing Well disappointing doesn't even cover it Some disgraceful scenes in Bulgaria last night Celtic fans facing an anxious wait uh, To find out if Lazio's stadium's going to be closed The other big news story today uh, Is that Robert Snodgrass has retired from Scotland duty So we'll touch on that after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Gordon and Fraser are ready. One of them's taking on Stuart, who, listen to this, Gordon Dale, is a Kilmarnock fan in Motherwell, our hometown. Did you think such a thing existed? No, I can't believe that, Gordon. Stuart, you must be the one. Stuart, you must be the only one. I probably am, to be fair. That's alright, I like that I'm going to hold that against you Is it, are, you, are you from Kilmarnock? Where does the Kilmarnock and, and Motherwell link come from? Yeah, from Kilmarnock I moved to Motherwell a year ago There we go, you enjoying it? It's a lovely place uh, It'll hopefully <laughs> be good next Wednesday night When Kilmarnock go there and uh, Nick three points Okay uh, Your mm-hmm. silence there after that question Sort of told Stay me all I need to know Stay from strange men uh, uh, If you need I'll a cup of tea before Stuart. the game You can just head up to Casa DL uh, He'll sort you out Right Stuart You're already a winner Because just by getting through On the phone lines tonight You've won Four places At the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz So you and your three mates Can come along to the Drygate On Friday the 25th of October And for you alone Your pals can't get in on this A £100 voucher for kilts for you Does that sound good? 
Aye, brilliant, nice one. Good stuff. Going to need to get some commandment questions in this quiz now, Gordon. Good thing, guys. He's come from mother. Will pick me up, Stuart. <laughs> Must be a commandment tartan, is there? A commandment tartan. Aye, aye, there are two command like tartans. Oh, they spoiled for choice then. We were starting uh, oh, no to way. write the questions for the quiz today, so I might need to throw a few extra command ones in now that mm. I know that Stuart's coming along. Anyway, for the main event, beat the pundit. Heads, you're up against Fraser. And tails, it will be Gordon DL. And it's heads. It's Fraser against Stuart from Motherwell. Let's give uh, Fraser some play two to listen to. That's us, Stuart. He can't hear you anymore. Um, so there's no, there'll be no cheating going on here You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Fraser You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Who does Celtic face on Saturday? Ross County The famous five played for which Scottish club? Hibs Who did Scotland under 21s draw 0-0 with last night? Pass Who was Robert Snodgrass playing for When he got his first Scotland cap? Leeds. What's the name of Stirling Albion's home ground? Grunton Park. Who did Rangers sign Alan McGregor from? Hull City. Who was the last Scottish manager of Hibs? Um, John Hughes. Okay, let's bring Fraser back. Fraser, can you hear us? I can, Great. yes, thank you. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? <laughs> what's he, what's he giving it in the off. corner? He's trying to bind me up. You got something to share with I us? I think here? he'll get about eight. Well, Fraser will. Yeah, we probably won't. Won't. It, We probably won't get questions. through eight questions. Anyway, you ready, Fraser? Yes, ready. Who does Celtic face on Saturday? Ross County. The famous five played for which Scottish club? Hibs. Who did Scotland under 21s draw 0 0 with last night? Uh, Czech Republic. Who was Robert Snodgrass playing for when he got his first Scotland cap? Hull City What is the name of Stirling Albion's home ground? And f- uh, Fourth Bank Who did Rangers sign Alan McGregor from? Hull City Who was the last Scottish manager of Hibs? Calderwood And which French team did John Collins play for during the 90s quickly? Monaco Okay Stuart what do you think? What's the verdict? I think he's done mad a rope spell so. during the middle. See, I thought Short sounded good as well, but Fraser was confident. Let's find out uh, who, who the Celtic face on Saturday, Ross County. You both knew it. The famous five played Hibs. for Hibs. You both knew it. Two all. Uh, this 21s drew nil nil with Czech Republic. I don't think any Kilmarnock players played Stuart, so you can let yourself off the hook. Fraser knew it. 3 2 to him. Then Stuart equalised straight away because Robert Snodgrass was at Leeds when he got his first Scotland cap. So it's three all after four questions. Good game. Decent, very Stuart. good. Um, what is the name of Stilling Albion's home ground? Producer Andy, are we giving that to Fraser Wishart? Oh, there was no pause. Yeah, was it not? And Fourth Bank. I'm not giving you. I'm taking it off. <laughs> uh, but luckily, Stuart didn't get it either. So it's all level. Who did Rangers <laughs> sign Alan McGregor from? It was. Hull You both mm. knew that So it's still level oh, yeah. Who was the last Scottish manager of Hibs? Colin Calderwood oh, That's a great shout Stuart said John Hughes It was that's Colin right, Calderwood So Fraser goes in front And I think you know That's the end of it Stuart Because that was your last question And he even added a bit of a Bit of a breathing space John Collins played for Monaco So there we go That was a 3-6 for Fraser And a 4 for you Stuart Hard lines Well done Stuart No worries <laughs> Good man Listen Stuart We'll see you on Friday the 25th anyway The Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz at the Drygate um, Do you think Stuart's team Are going to be up to much? He's, I think he was alright I yeah, think there's enough to worry about there I've got to say That's the easiest questions So far this season oh, He'd have beaten you, you No no chance Yeah I think so I'd, I'd already, I, The only one I didn't get Was Leeds 
With Snodgrass yeah. I was the only one Didn't get Okay anyway Tomorrow night Another chance to win Four tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz And that £100 Kilts for you Higher voucher as well So thanks to Drygate And Kilts for you um, We'll do that again Tomorrow night Pub Quiz was good Last time wasn't it Brilliant Absolutely br- were, you, were you actually Surprised everyone You did okay I mean, Second last <laughs> You did okay uh, It sold out in less Than an hour this time So they, they must fancy Their chances of of a beating even more severely this time. There. I've got oh, the stand-up is high. Yeah. Did you get Matt Wilson in your team, though. No, we'll no, get rid of him this good. year. That's good. Yeah, Worse than that, we brought Alec in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to Stuart. Same time tomorrow. Um, we'll do that again. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Robert Snodgrass retired from international duty today. Is that a blow? Is it to be expected? What do you make of the timing? 0141 We'll do that in just a second But Alec is already on uh, With a point from Blantyre Hi Alec Hi there, how you doing? Um, it was just um, He's a talk about Tavernier Yeah, someone tweeted in Alec um, I think it was Gordon says Well He's good going forward um, Defending some teams like him doing um, I mean, Even Playing for the back Rangers have lost Crucial game They lost a firm game a mistake for Conor Golson Try to play for the back um, Tavernier in the European game which was, It was basic errors I know he's good going forward But day your proper job You're there to defend He's not been doing that I know I've took a lot of abuse on Facebook for, for saying that But do your basic job first Defend first Then you can take it through If you can get your assist You can get your, your goal Whatever for Conor three kicks but do your proper job first. I think that you know, the European game could come back and bite us. I really think it could. It's basic, basic defending. Alec, are you saying that as a Rangers supporter, you would not have him in your side? That's a hard one. Um, unless maybe somebody else has been put in place. It's a hard one. He does bring a lot to the team. I'll get that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just more annoyed the basic defending. It's really let me down. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but, but short times. Do you know some? I, I, you watch football, watch football, whether it's uh, club football, international football. I've watched Manchester City, who apparently are the best, uh, getting about at playing from out the bat and getting caught and losing goals. That's just the nature of play. You touched on there about goals on the, the Celtic game. Now remember when he played that ball, Celtic M- Mickey Johnson picked that ball up in the halfway line. So you've still got half the park to go to go and score a goal. So uh, that wasn't just be playing out the back. It was a good. You've got to give Celtic a bit of credit for that. If mm-hmm. you play that style of football, and most managers nowadays try and play that style of football by playing from the back through the lines, as you call it now, the modern day <laughs> words for it, which I never, day. yeah, I never used. But they play through the lines. Then you are going to get caught at times. And sometimes against good teams and good players You will get punished That's just the nature of the beast I mean Alec maybe I'm oversimplifying this There's absolutely every chance But based on what we've seen so far Rangers have made a decent start in Europe Yes it might come back to bite you like you say They're top of the league And they're in the Betfred Cup semi-finals Would that not suggest that the balance between You know Handling the odd mistake And and, and doing things right at the other end Is is working at the moment? I, I, I I think so, but as you say, there's crunch games coming up. We've got to go to Hearts, all the Hearts are playing well. Again, you've still got to get through there, which is always a, a tricky tie. You can through it in, but I'll raise their game. You know, you see myself, it's got to go to Aberdeen. There's some 
tasty fixtures coming up. Definitely coming up for, for both sides, which is a good thing. I think it's a wee bit unfair on, on James Tavernier. I have to say that. He did make a couple of mistakes against uh, against young boys. I have to say, I think the ball can be headed further by Hellander when the ball was kicked to him and he headed it straight to a young boys player who popped it back in behind James Tavernier. I thought he looked tired, said that before, and he, and he can lunge for it, but he shouldn't have just stayed on his feet. But if you take that out of it, there's not many I can think of recently. you know. And, and I think he's got better. He's never going to be a natural out-and-out defender, but uh, I think sometimes... Just one bad game like that brings people focus on you. That's a bit unfair, and I think it's unfair on James Tavernier. And I think as you pointed out, he brings a lot to the team, and they're having a successful season so far. So for me, it's a wee bit harsh on him to be criticising his defending. Other than that game, it was poor in that, in that one game. Alec and Blantyre, thank you for the call. It's certainly a debate that gets everyone going time and time again. So thank you for your thoughts. Uh, we do actually have some football on tonight. Scotland's under 19s um, are in action at the moment. It's nil nil against Germany. Ten minutes gone. Uh, some names that, that you may recognise uh, Leading the line The likes of uh, Dapo Mabudi Who's a young Rangers player Josh McPake on loan at Dundee Is, is in there as well Aberdeen's Dean Campbell He started didn't he In the, the, the previous yeah, game at Ibrox yeah, He's played a few times yeah, uh, Jamie Hamilton um, In there as well Guys like Mark Leonard Who went for, I think Down the road to Brighton maybe, Brighton yeah, I think From Hearts uh, So um, a few worth keeping an eye on Um on that note, let's look at a high-profile retirement from the Scotland setup. Robert Snodgrass, he's called time on his Scotland career. What do you make of it? I'm surprised. What, I'm what in su- particular surprise? I'm surprised at the timing of it, Gordon. I think that um, you look, he's what? Has he won something like 28 caps, 29 caps? Mm-hmm. Seven, eight goals, whatever it may be. I think he's a good player. He plays in a good league. Yeah, sometimes he, he doesn't get his game. can understand that. But I thought that the timing it was very, very strange indeed. I thought he would have probably waited to the playoffs, uh, tried to make an impact if he was asked to do that, and then basically near the end of the season say, right, that's it, I've had enough. And, uh, you know, he goes his merry way. But I'm just surprised at the timing of, you know, giving up just now. Uh, so is Chris Boyd Former Scotland striker Was asked today uh, He's surprised at the timing He says he can be proud though Of his performances For the national team I was surprised Very surprised um, You know I think that Considering you played um, You know the last Well not the San Marino One before that um, You play then You're only What your two games left Before uh, the Nations League finals uh, Semi-final And hopefully a final um, I was very surprised But you know I think Robert Snodgrass is one of the ones um, who can go with his head held high. I think his performances for Scotland for the number of years that he's been in have been excellent. Yes, he's another one that will look back now and say um, he failed to get to a major competition with, with Scotland, but let's just say he joins a, <laughs> a long list. You know, I think Robert's obviously made his mind up that that's what he wants to do. You know, I think you get to a stage in your career where you want to spend time with your family. You know, the, the, the thing for me, I would question, would be, you know, with two games away from um, going into the, the Nation League, that why would you want to do it now where you've been part of? You know, because Robert Snodgrass has been one of those players who's turned up he's very rarely pulled out of squads so that's why it's a little bit surprising for me but listen every player comes to the uh, you know that stage of career where they feel as if okay um, do you want to go away and maybe be a bit part player or do you want to spend time with your family and prolong you know your club career that might be where Robert is at this moment in time very gracious on, on social media I think it was Instagram he announced that Roger thanking all the players and the staff that he was involved with talking about you know childhood dream coming True and all the rest of it But you can see why People like Gordon People like Chris Boyd And, and others are Just a bit surprised yeah. At the timing Yeah I'm surprised Because it'll be his last His last shot 
I thought he might have stayed on until the end of this campaign with with the games coming up in March, as, as has been said. But he'll have his personal reasons, and you forget sometimes that guys like Robert's thirty two, maybe thirty three soon. He's he's not playing at the moment, starting for for West Ham. So maybe he feels that he's got to do that, and, and as Chris Boyd said there, you know, going out, maybe realise he's going to come out and be a, a bit of player, maybe not get on for Scotland, and he needs that rest, he needs that to, to maybe spend some time with his family. I, I don't know the reasons why. I think it's a bit disappointing because I, I like Robert as a guy, and I think he's been a good player for Scotland. Remember, he's, I think it was, was it Malta, he scored a hat-trick against? He scored, yep. a, he scored an excellent goal against Croatia, Croatia yeah. right at the mm-hmm. start of Gordon Strachan mm-hmm. to turn things around and that's where it was, uh, the springboard for, for Strachan Dream came from so he'll have his own reasons and I think we all have to, to respect that he's, been, he's one of the players over a, a difficult period for Scotland who's performed well over the piece and, 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 a, and a good lad to boot uh, look, There are always a few ways of looking at this Gordon some people say well, big deal it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a personal decision doesn't want to play for Scotland anymore fine who cares you move on other midfielders there Um if we're in the business of looking for trouble, is it indicative of a still a time where the, the appetite isn't quite there? I, I think now. And I don't mean him personally. I don't mean to pick on him. No, I'm you're just talking, talking about overall. Yeah, general. yeah. I think I think nowadays um, playing for your country isn't as big as probably when Fraser and I were round about the football scene. If you get picked for Scotland, you'd have been over the moon. You'd have you know jogged yeah. to Hamden just to get there. Uh, nowadays because of the financial situation with clubs and the money these guys are picking up they want to keep their careers going as long as they possibly can and Fraser's right Robert Snodgrass might look and think do you know what I've had enough I'm prepared to try and keep my football career going I want to get myself back into the West Ham side I want to spend more time with my family I'm just surprised that you know, only having 28 caps, he has been a big part of it. He is a good player. I don't know him as a guy, Fraser does. But I thought he would have just waited to, you know, the summer and then called it a day then. But I wish him all the very, very best. Absolutely. What do you think? 0141 Some, um, as usual, Twitter's an unforgiving place <laughs> on days like this. Um, many people politely pointing out that we didn't make a tournament with Robert Snodgrass in the team, and uh, which is which is absolutely, yeah, absolutely. accurate. Um, Be happy is putting a positive spin. He says some of the comments are a bit odd. He gave his all when he was in the squad. His goal beat Croatia, and he was the FIFA champion. He was always on these videos that the, oh, right, the, I don't, the Scottish I don't FA, Yeah, you're not much of a social I'm not, media. Gordon, I'm not uh, arguing the point that oh, Scotland are going to. Get worse now that Snodgrass is away. I'm just talking about. I I think the timing for the boy, I think it's a bit sad. I think if he was going to bow out, I think he should have waited to the summer and uh, took his chances of getting games and trying to help us get there because he is a good player. Maybe he's looking at it and the position he's played. You know, we've got Forrest and Fraser. Oh, he did play against Russia. No, it's not grass and, and did okay. But well, there was a lot of criticism, wasn't there, that, that Christie didn't play that night and, and, and Snodgrass S- did. Similar type of player put in that position, Gordon. You're absolutely spot on. There's others that are, that are on the fringes of the, of the squad as well. And, and if he's maybe thinking, I, I could go away for the Kazakhstan and Cyprus game, away for 10 days, 12 days, away from my club, my family, and no play, you know. And maybe he's just thinking it's time for a younger player to come in and learn from that squad. Who, who knows what's going through Robert's mind, but. Uh, I think we have to respect his personal decision. It'll be down to his personal thoughts. And if he's not enjoying it and he doesn't want to play and he's, he's had enough, then, then I, 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 for one, respect that. Yeah, so that's why I am so glad Twitter wasn't about when I was playing, when I hung up my boots to, <laughs> with Scotland. 
Because I would have got dogs abuse on there. Really <laughs> when did you hang them up? On your 16th uh, when, birthday? When I, re- when I realised at 40 I'm not going to cap. I thought, <laughs> I thought I gave this enough effort. Okay, well, if you've got personal thoughts on it, let's hear from them. James and East Kilbride's on the line. John is on as well. We'll get to those calls and the full time teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Deal. And Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, Time for a full time teaser Let's quickly get that up and running Before we take more calls We've got a couple of people hanging on So uh, patience if you can uh, Right, Jamie Costello Sent tonight's question in So if you like it, thanks to Jamie If you don't like it, you can blame Jamie Full time at Clyde1.com Is the address you need And uh, hopefully we can get your question on the show He's looking for Seven non-British players Who've scored in an old firm game since 2000 but have never been capped by their country. Now, this does not include players currently at Celtic or Rangers. So, seven non-British players who have scored in an old firm game since 2000, but have never been capped by their country, and it doesn't include current old firm players. You want a couple? Yeah. Well, have you got a couple? No, I don't know. Couple of guesses. Nacho Novo. Yep. Brilliant Lorenzo Amoruso Yep Keep going I'll, I'll leave the rest for you Gordon are you going to join in at any stage Or just Just a supporting role Is, or? is Negri one? No oh, Unlucky Gordon <laughs> Non-British pl- pl- That's what? Read it out oh, come on No I like to get the question I'm right. just going to record myself Reading the questions right. for you And play them back Keep on a loop Because you never get it for I mean you don't even get it Second time right Seven Seven non-British players Who've scored in an old firm game Since 2000 But have never been capped By their country Doesn't include current Old firm players Got another one But I'll keep it Yeah keep it No I want to keep it I want to see Gordon DL working Very recent Alright, I'll, I'll let you get back I'll, I'll give you some thinking time You've got Nacho Novo Lorenzo cap. Amoroso You're looking for five more Alright, we can leave that there uh, John, we're going to get to you very soon I know you've been hanging on But James is on about Robert Snodgrass James Yes, how are you doing guys, you alright? Yes James, what are your thoughts then Retiring from um, international football? Yeah, I think what it is It's maybe a, a bit of a, Maybe it's just my uh, dark mind thinking this I know players can never publicly come out And say how they really feel You know, they have to go down the route of you know, it's for my health, it's for family, it's for that sort of thing. Maybe Snodgrass doesn't get along with Steve Clark. He's looked at the situation with Scotland and he's thought, you know what, I'm putting this to bed right now. We'll never know that, but I think a lot of the time, especially certainly over the past few years, um, as you guys said, the appetite is not there for, for Scottish players. Um, I, I made this point previously as well. If, if I was a professional player right now and I was to get a Scotland call-up, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't want it. I know that's hypothetical and you might think, I come on, but I genuinely would not want to play for my country right now. And I think there's always a lot more in the background that goes on than, than we know. And I think this not that situation. I think he's looked at the situation. And again, there may be the situation with Steve Clark where there's, there's no relationship there and he's thinking, what's the point? I'm going to call this quits right now. But obviously he can never openly come out and say that. And I think that may be an issue with you know another couple of guys that have kind of hung up the boots earlier. What makes you say that about this one? Is it is it the timing? Is that the bit that's sort of jarring with you the most? No, I think it's just in general. I think, you know, players can never come out and say that. You know, I'd, I'd love players to come out and do that. You know, I'd probably have a bit more respect for them if they'd done that. But, you know, I think a lot of this does go in the background and the common person never 
really knows. You know, mm. it's like every every working job. You know, you don't always get on with your manager and that sort of thing. And you know, it does happen. So in this situation and maybe in other instances, you know, players have, have looked at the manager that's come in. Uh, there's no relationship there, given the situation. It's going always Scotland when they're thinking, what's the point? And you know. Delaying the inevitable, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, as you as you say, James. That, listen, that that might be the case, and we are speculating. Everyone's admitting that, but but, but surely there is a po- at least just a possibility that players just retire because they want to look after themselves and, and think it's the right time. Yeah, they do, but I think we're kidding ourselves if we think every player who retires early sure. is just doing it for their health and their family. You know, I think. Um, you know, let's be honest. There's been times when we probably thought, you know, I don't want to work with this guy. But we need to stay in our jobs, whereas these guys don't. And given the situation, you know, if they were fighting for something in Scotland, we're top of the group, and you know there was fifty thousand fans um, in Hamden, I think players would um, wouldn't be wouldn't think twice about hanging up their boots early. They'd, they'd stay to the end. Well, we don't we don't know what the re- relationship was between manager and player. The only thing I would say is it's a little bit different international. Uh, because you should be proud to play for your country But I know it's all different now With the amount of money it's going about with players And the call-offs and what goes on But if you look at it and you think Right, I'll, I, I'm just down to the time in it I, I just find it very, very strange the time in it Because if you look at it You're not there day in, day out with the same manager Training on the training ground like the, your club And you know there's an atmosphere there You can turn up a week prior to the game Play the two games. Not even a week, is it? Usually no, a few no, days. Exactly, Gordon. So you're not really, you're not really in the manager's face, or a manager's not in your face that long. And just to prolong your career to see, you know, with the Nations League semi-final, hopefully final coming up at Hamden, then that's what I was, you know, the timing of it. But we don't know. Snodgrass could have looked at it and thought, no, I'm not going to get my chance here because mm. there are people in front of me. I'm now at the age I want to spend more time with my family rather than go away and play with international. So I'll give up by. Maybe I'm being know. maybe I'm being overly optimistic, uh, Fraser. But but James is on saying that you know if he got offered a cap, he wouldn't take it. <laughs> I, I don't think that Rubbish. applies to any footballer out there. Rubbish. Granted, once you've had a few and, and maybe you think the time is right and you're a certain age, look at Stuart Finlay on Sunday night. Tell me getting a cap for your country totally. doesn't mean something. Totally, totally wrong. I mean, gone and I. Both played for for many years as football players, and neither of us get caps. I and mean, we'd have loved to have got a, a cap for for a country. And uh, I think just, you've just got to be careful, James. I and mean, that's kind of it's unfair. And Robert's not just to purely guess and speculate uh, that reason. And and Steve Clark, when we don't know, I mean, you can't go around just saying that players players uh, are specific players pack it in because they've fallen out with the manager. That's unfair. That's really unfair. And Robert's not going to. I think as far as we can go is to say the timing. No, yeah, tell me surprising. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought he would have stayed um, because it's his last chance to to, to play a part in a, in a major finals and, and then going after that. But um, yeah, it's, it's unfair that kind of speculation, James. It's not. I wouldn't say. I'm not trying to say that as you know, black and white. What I'm saying is, I think we're kidding ourselves that you know when players do call it quits early, it's just for their own reason. You know, for health, for family. You know, I'm sure this does happen. And yeah, who's to say no, I agree, I, this maybe yeah. wasn't a situation? And again, back to the, and I know it's hypothetically, but if I had a choice right now between, you know, no going to the Scotland training camp for 10 days and playing the two games or, or going to the, the Maldives with my family, I think I'd rather go to the Maldives than play for Scotland right oh, now. Oh, come I on. Don't believe you, James. Oh, don't believe come you. Come on. Seriously? Yep, definitely. 
sign me up, get me an Emirates flight instead of playing no. at Soggy Hamden. You definitely. go play with Scotland, I've got the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave it there. Thank you very much. That was James in East Kilbride, 01419511025. Let's go straight back and speak to John and Paisley. Hi, John. I haven't seen as that boy. I haven't gone to play for Scotland either. All right, John. Good job. You'll <laughs> never get asked. I haven't played for Stevie Clark. If I was any Rangers Celtic players, I wouldn't play for Steve Clark when you say they're end of the season. Goodbye Rangers, goodbye Celtic. I would, uh, I wouldn't play for them. Even though being an international footballer might boost your reputation, add millions onto your price tag, and open your chances of a move to other clubs. And also, and also, John, and also, on that sorry for butting in. You're not as much as Stevie Clark's a manager. You're playing for your country. That's the first and foremost. That's for your country, but when you play for the manager. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I wouldn't. Uh, only me personally. If I, if years ago, if I got, I wouldn't care who was a manager. I would go out there and be proud to be in the fact that I get picked. I'd be surprised. I'd be well as proud. Uh, but I would play for my country. I wouldn't care who was in the dugout. No offence to John or James. I just don't think we should spend much longer debating <laughs> whether guys who would never get called up to the national team would go anyway. John, what was your other point? Okay, right. My ma- my captain. Right, remember he's my captain as well Because I support my club, right James Tavernier cannot defend, right But How many games did he play last season? Loads I don't think he missed that many Every game Every, every game yeah. guys, Every single game he's played, right And he's still playing week in and week out Cannot defend He played him in park He'd murky played him in park He'd in the middle of the park And he was outstanding I was sticking further forward But he never put my team The man's never he, He's Commitment Sometimes I think He's like a days ago You know what I mean I think he's better Than what he thinks he is But He's there every week Doesn't he Any injuries Turns up every week Week in and week out And I'm his biggest critic By the way He cannot defend For a lot of money See the two goals They lost against young boys They boys should have been In Rose Ed's head That's the first basic trip My freezer Richard will tell you Oh he's I never uh, Kicked the ball, ball in the park <laughs> Oh, uh, 57 wait. games last season John's right I mean he's, he's certainly reliable He's always going to be there He's always available um, It just shows you the The depth of the we, we could I feel like on this show We could have a James Tavernier debate Every week mm. Because every time his name comes up People feel so strongly Either way um, Positive outweigh the negatives I mean yeah, The positives are so much And I, I generally think He's a better defender And, and I, when he came up From the championship I said earlier I thought he did get caught With, with balls up inside of him And it was a, an issue he has got better And let's be honest If he was a brilliant defender He wouldn't be playing for Rangers If he did All round game If his defending was as good as he's attacking But but all in all He brings more to Rangers Than, 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 than any other player at the club In that position So for me He'd be in my team every week It'd be in my team every week at all But I wouldn't be playing him at right back no, I mean I just wouldn't I, I just don't think I think he'd offer his mere I watched Fernando Rickson Playing at right back Got this God rest his soul Right And See when he put him at Rangers put him in the middle of the park He was absolutely Outstanding What a different player You would play him midfield John in the of the What? You would play him as a midfield player Aye Whereabouts? I would play him in the right of mid Right of mid In front of the right he's, back he's still, Aye In front of the right back We've still got an option there To be playing again Yeah and Yeah, yeah. I, not, uh, An option there Right, see sometimes And, and I don't really know Because I've never really watched him Playing in that position too many times But Sometimes as a full back They like to see the full length of the pitch And I know that's You're saying what you're talking about But they do They like to see what they're running on They like to see where the space is And if you move them one forward I don't know if Tavernier Would be as effective Now 
Where where I sort of a agree and disagree a little bit. You're saying he cannot defend. I don't think he's the greatest defender. I think that's his weakest part of his game. But I'm not going to say he's the worst defender I've ever seen. But I'm with Fraser, and I said it earlier. He would never bout my team. I don't. I don't see anybody at Ibrox in that squad that would be better than Tavernier at right back. I've heard the suggestion before, Fraser, having played in that area of the pitch. How different is it? You know. It's, it's surely not as simple as to say Well he's better going forward Than he is going back So therefore Play him as a winger Speaking from experience I ended up playing full back When I was a youngster I was a winger But without a trick Couldn't get by anybody But could cross it And that, you end up You get more room coming from deeper So that's why I ended up Playing full back as well I used to get criticised For nobody to defend either And just wanting to get forward But you end up You can see the full game As Gordon says And any time I did get shoved, shoved forward I wasn't comfortable just it sounds daft. You're only playing 15 yards further forward, but you're more easily marked. And, and you're less room to play in. Yeah, surely and you're sometimes not onto the ball. you start receiving the ball maybe nearer the corner flag with your back to goal. Things that you would yeah. never have to do. Plus, you're confronted straight away by a fullback. Whereas if you're if you're if you're the opposition fullback, if you're a right back, you tend to have a lazy winger playing against them, so you can run off them. There's plenty of space. The guy in front of you drags the, the fullback in the park, and you get to run around the outside. That's where Tavernier is at his best. So I don't think he's as effective. One further forward And most fullbacks aren't When you actually put them forward They're talking about Scotland With Kieran Tierney and Andy Roberts And all that kind of stuff I don't think either of them Would be as effective further forward Good man John We'll leave it there What about tonight's full time teaser Thank you to Jamie For sending in full time At Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question on the show That's where you send it Full time at Clyde1.com Seven non-British players Have scored in an old firm game Since 2000 But have never been capped By their country And it does not include Current old firm players Gordon DL You've not given us any yet uh, uh, I've got British players wrote down I can't uh, <laughs> I've got current players written down So we're doing well I watched, I watched a game the other Who day. did you have there? Uh, believe it or not I'm thinking uh, Guys like Alan Stubbs scored against Rangers I watched a game at, uh, It was at Ibrox I don't know how I got on in this game Amato scored as well Is he one? No? He's not one Right okay What about uh, Cadetti? What about Oh I had Rod Wallace down as well <laughs> I, had, I had Edward down We are getting oh, Come on Yeah I mean it goes without saying Under 21 caps don't count You know Edward's been capped under 21s But we're talking full international caps oh, oh, can't, oh. Be a, can't be a current player uh, can he score And nobody capped He's never been He's capped. not one Did he, did he Who's he capped with? Well listen he might have fallen down On a number of reasons Has he scored in an old firm game since 2000? No How do you know? <laughs> No, no, I played against him So it was mid 90s It's a long time ago Where's Roger when you need him? <laughs> oh you've not come up with any yet Yeah I've come up with some good wrong Fraser's answers Fraser's got Nacho Novo and Lorenzo Amoruso So Who you've got another five one, yeah. to get Oh I'd, I'd cunt players I'd <laughs> 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 Edward down Alright what if I told you you weren't a million miles away with Odson Edward? Dembele Here we go Musa Dembele Yes You've got three down, four to go We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart are on the home stretch They've got work to do though On the full-time teaser tonight This was sent in by Jamie Costello Thanks again to Jamie And if you want to join him You want to hear your question It's full-time at Clyde1.com Even if it's just an idea Send it in and we'll see what we can do Alright, so Jamie's looking for Seven non-British players Who've scored in an old firm game since 2000 
But have never been capped by their country It doesn't include current old firm players So guys like Moussa Dembele Nacho Novo Lorenzo <laughs> Amoruso You've got three with four to go Any fullbacks in there Gordon Just before I come out with a silly answer oh, Just give me the names Come just on Give us a silly answer Gregory Vignal Where was he from? Doesn't matter He's on the list Well done Yes French. Good answer this. Gregory Vignal Well done Vignal sorry Four down three to go Your other one? No, I'm not going with that because oh, it's totally on. wrong. I, I, no, because he's, he's, he's tried to team me up with that one, so I'm not even going with that one. A, can I just say though, that's risky because you're you're struggling. You've got three to get, and know, you've actually got a guess in your. No, I'm not going with. Gordon get, is going to guess. Gordon Dale is going to guess. Stefan Mahi. Oh, don't give me that rubbish. <laughs> He's not on it I know he was not <laughs> You were leading me right on the garden path And that's how I wouldn't come out uh, Okay um, right. Many to go Gordon Three Only thing I'm willing to tell you at the moment uh-huh. One Celtic yep. Two Rangers Two Rangers um, I actually think there's a bit of a kind of stewards inquiry over one But it doesn't really matter So We'll get to that later on John's fallen John Carlyle's fallen for the same trick as you He's gone Josh Windass Rod Wallace But they are Um yeah. They're British. Uh, where was someone got one of the cracking answers that you were looking for? Mikey. I need your Mikey. You're the man because you've got one that I just don't see them getting. No. I'm not uh, going Twitter now. You sneaky look at my phone. Uh, no, you won't. Uh, still goalless <laughs> between Scotland 19s and Germany. Uh, holding, uh, holding them well, doing it. Putting up a decent account of themselves. Billy Stark's young guns at Firhill tonight, 0 0 just before the break. Uh, in that one, John Paul is on the line. What's on your mind tonight, John Paul? Evening, Barnum, how's it going? Good, Hi, thank John you. Uh, I'm just listening to the last two calls, you know, and I can't actually believe what I'm hearing. Uh, it didn't matter what manager was in charge or how bad my company was. Uh, I know it's already happened, I'm not amateur football, but if I got a call tomorrow asking me to go and play Colin for Scotland, I would, I would go and do it. Never mind football. <laughs> um, I can't actually believe what I'm hearing, you know. It's, I, I watch it, I, I still watch Scotland, I watch the world from the the guy standing the national album there. I can't think anything better, you know. I really, really can't think anything better. So I don't get that. But my point, um, my point to the panel is, um, feeling sorry a wee bit for Steve Clark, you know. And this is not me saying that Steve Clark gets everything right, but see for years and years, I don't know if the panel hasn't seen it. Scotland have failed with the women's mentality, and I think it's massive in football. You know, I can only watch in Scotland. I didn't kind of mean the last time they had a good women's mentality, you know. And how does Steve Clark do it? Drilling that the team How does he go about Really installing that You know I, I look at The boys at Ryan Christie Coming through I, I like Ryan Jack At Ranger Obviously You know I'm a Celtic fan But I think he's a good player And um, boys like that McGinn And Carl McGuire They've all been at Celtic They've won things McGinn's won Obviously he's got a couple of heads He's playing the same league And these boys Doing off To bring in the, the younger ones And bring them in And say Listen we really do I need to get a good yourself here And they step them up To the plate And they help the manager Out enough You know I just find it to look at um, defensively wise as well, you've got also Robertson um, and Tierney, but the rest of the back three isn't very good. You know, they sent half coming through. How do we install a winning mentality in Scotland to go forward? What a but question that is! It's not great. Fraser, how do you? How do you? How do you? Is it? If I knew, I'd be knocking the main Maxwell's door, and I would be saying, "Make me the manager." But uh, go for Scotland. Oh. Yeah, great. Yeah, Josh McPake, the Rangers winger on loan at Dundee, a relative of Mark Wilson's, no less, uh, has just found the back of the net. Scotland won Germany nil. There we go, John Paul. Don't worry, the winning mentality is on its way. We'll be fine. Can't have been Mark said he finished well there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the question, know, isn't it? That's the million dollar question, and I think seeing you rhyme off the names here, John Paul, you, you do think. 
We've got a better squad than the results recently have been, and for some reason the players are not bringing that kind of confidence and the strut that they bring to uh, from, from from their club teams to the national team. So I, th- I think it's about when Steve Clark came in, it was about getting the team organised. I think everybody knew that we'd have to maybe be a bit more defensive and hitting the break. And the way Kilmarnock do it so well, you know, just suck teams forward, smother them, and then hit on the break. And that's not happening. That's a worrying thing. But for me, stick with Steve Clark. We've got to stick with it. We've got to run with the players. One or two new players that Stuart Finlay for example came in and did, did okay did well against us. and people say it's only Samuel but I've always been mm. quite impressed by him so give him a wee run is he going to be the guy to come in but you can add to the squad that was, that was there the other night a whole host of players to come back into it so it's Steve Clark's job to take what I think is a decent squad and get better results and that breeds confidence if you get a few results then that breeds confidence and Kazakhstan against Cyprus are important games not for qualifying but for getting a structure mm. getting a shape getting confidence Back into our players It was only San Marino It's mm. been pointed out many times Hugh Evans was very strong In his uh, his argument that it was only San Marino What what Can we take anything from it then Gordon At the very least is it about Just a little bit of feel good factor Just yeah. a little bit of a smile Because ultimately it still could have gone wrong I don't think we were ever going to lose the game no, If we'd won 3-0 it would have been His phones would have been red hot We had to win 5-6 So they got six, Gordon. You can take the fact out. It's a clean sheet. You got six goals. Yeah, you're expected. I mean, you're going to, to get that. a clean sheet, though, aren't you? Yeah, you're you're expected to win that. You're expected to win it very comfortably. You had one or two new faces in there. McGinn gets a hat trick. So, as a coach, what you'll do, especially after the results, and uh, they've not been easy games for Steve Clark. Um, you've just got to try and take as much positives as you possibly can, and 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 go with that, and try and build. A little bit of team spirit, get everybody feeling better. The two games coming up, it's all about next summer. It's all about the Nations League. That's what we have to give. I mean, it's March. Work. It's not even well, the summer. So, yeah, it's, my, well, it's March pretty close. Is, is, is that summer, summer to you? Is it? Yeah, it's my birthday then. That's how the summer it is. So I just think that's all geared towards that, Gordon. And I think that Fraser's right. We pick Steve Clark, stick with him, and let's see what he can do. Uh, John Paul, thank you very much. I think we'll leave it there. A couple of minutes left uh, on tonight's show. Let's quickly hear from Scotland captain Andy Robertson. It will be the last uh, time, I think, this week. We'll, we'll sort of look back on the, the international break. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think you've seen the lads, you know, after probably five, ten minutes, started to put my smile on the face, started to relax a little, started to, you know, do things that they're used to. And that's the performance that we needed. That's the performance we've been looking for. And, you know, luckily it's came tonight and, you know, only time will tell. But I really hope that now we can kick on from this performance. I know it's only against San Marino and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, the negative people will say will, will say that. But it's not, it wasn't about our opponents tonight. It was about how we went about our business. And I think we've done it brilliantly. What's the mood, the atmosphere been like since the Russia game? Yeah, look, it's not been the best. It's, you know, we've been beaten the last, what, four games or whatever it is. And, you know, when you're trying to search for results, it's very hard, especially international football, when you go away for a month and then come back and try and find results. So, look, it's not been easy, but we knew we had this chance to, you know, put 100% and put performance in. You know, it didn't matter if it was, you know, 1-0 or 6-0 tonight. For us, it was about the performance. We had to be 100%, and, you know, I do think we've done that. Has it been as low as you've experienced during your time with the national squad? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think all the lads feel it, and I think, you know, I think the man touched on it, and he's, you know, pre-match, he maybe didn't expect it to be as hard as, as that. But, you know, when you have a, a fragile squad and a squad that's low in confidence, then it's always tough. And, you know, hopefully this result will kick all of us on, and, um, you know, I really hope it does that. 
Uh, there we go The thoughts of Scotland captain Andy Robertson We're going to have to leave it there Because it's almost time And you have got three to get On the mm. full time teaser Seven non-British players Who've scored in an old firm game Since 2000 But have never been capped By their country Doesn't include current Old firm players Like I said I think there's a I think there's a bit of a Stewards inquiry around one But you've the other two are Shooty in Sort of <laughs> What you got? Uh, well We've come up with an idea If it's wrong It's Fraser's For it's right I'll be honest Just It's time that you just guess Daniel Candace Brilliant Well done, well done. Daniel Candace Yes You've stepped up to the mark today Right quick done. One more One more for Rangers One for Celtic It's the Celtic Clue one time. That's a bit iffy Clue time please Clue time Spanish Celtic one no, Rangers won Rangers Spanish, Spanish So this would explain why he's never been capped Because my goodness, what a player he was Mikel Arteta Yes, Mikel Arteta Was he never capped? No No well, Look at now, the competition now, You only did any Now you know how I feel Oh, I had all the Douglases and yeah. Joe Jordans And all these guys in front of me Okay I don't know how I still wasn't capped Right, <clears> give us the Celtic Yeah, like I say, I think this one's I think this is dodgy This one it's somebody that's probably. He gives a clue. Heads bursting. He was. It was a country. Give us his country. That I think that's where the debate comes. Uh, is whether British. no, it's not. Is whether he should have been called up. Would he have been called up by France? But I think it would have been a. What's the, the word I'm looking for? A, a French territory. Did he get? No. Creature. He was a striker. Three, uh, sort of three names, if you like. You would always pronounce the. You would always say the three names. Oh, I know what you mean. I can picture them. Mark, Antoine, Fortune. Stewart's inquiry on that one, but you got the rest. Well done, Fraser and Gordon. Back tomorrow at six. Stephen Mill is up next. Here we are. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.